Hello, and welcome to Parenting Tips, the family health and wellness podcast series for parents and professionals working with families. Family health and wellness is part of the National Extension System, which provides research-based information and is a program of Cornell Cooperative Extension of Suffolk County. I'm Rory McNish, the host of this series, which will showcase family health and wellness educators who are experts in their field of child development, positive parenting practices, nutrition and health. Our goal is to help adults make research-informed decisions for themselves and their families. I'm pleased to welcome Maxine Roper-Cohen, who will be joining us today to talk about children and sleep. Maxine has been a family educator with the Family Health and Wellness Program since 2002. Maxine conducts parenting and grandparenting workshops in libraries throughout Suffolk County. Hi, Maxine. How are you doing? Great, Rory. How are you? I'm doing good. So tell me a little bit about children and sleep today. All right. <laughs> well, as I think we both well know, we are a sleep-deprived nation. Oh, yeah. The, uh, there are so many activities, so much demanding our time, so much out there for all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's for parents as well as children. Sure. So that both children and their parents and other adults are sleep deprived. So in this podcast, I'm speaking about children's need for sleep. And I'll speak about our need for sleep as mm-hmm. parents and other adults in my next podcast. Okay. Um, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> What happens to children if they don't get enough sleep? Well, if our children are sleep deprived, they can become very irritable Mm -hmm. and they have difficulty controlling their emotions. Okay. Uh, This is normal and it happens to us as adults too. Uh, They're also more easily frustrated, less flexible, and they're less focused with their interactions with others. So many times this lack of sleep leads to misbehavior. And they find with very young children that perhaps 90 to 95% of misbehavior is due to not enough sleep. It produces that crankiness. Right, right. And it happens for us as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Why else is sleep so important for children then? Many of us might not realize this, but sleep is the time for growth and development. Mm-hmm. It's time for the brain to relax, but also to perform certain important functions. Muscles and skin are repaired at this time. Our memories are organized. And the growth and appetite regulating hormones are released. Mm-hmm. So without enough sleep, these important functions cannot go on. Okay. Um, why do all children need the same amount of sleep? Well, actually, there are differences in the amount of sleep for children depending upon what age they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, newborn babies sleep the most. They average about 16 hours of sleep, and there are wakeful periods and sleeping periods, Mm -hmm. usually consumed with eating, nursing. Right, right. And uh, this allows them to grow. So for the first few months, you see a lot of sleep for most very, very young children, newborns. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the time a baby is between 6 to 12 months of age, they sleep about 10 to 12 hours a night with perhaps one to two naps during the day. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the toddler stage of ages 2 to 3, where the need for sleep is about 10 to 13 hours, and that includes naps. 
and in my workshops, unfortunately, I see that many young children of toddlerhood are not necessarily napping, napping. sufficiently. Uh, by the time they're preschoolers, ages four to five, they average about 10 to 12 hours of sleep, and many still need a daily nap. And we get back again to our busy world with parents or other caretakers. Mm -hmm. There isn't always time. Children have to go on errands. So many times they are missing naps or catching brief naps in cars and moving cars sort of induce sleep. Right. But it's not the restorative type of nap that could happen in a home or in a daycare facility where, where it's an hour or more right, so right. that we begin to see a decrease. Uh, if your child is able to sleep, seems to need the nap, mm -hmm. uh, gets cranky, right. it's usually due to either hunger, mm -hmm. overstimulation, or need for sleep. Right. So it's important for young children to have enough sleep in their daily life. By the time children start school at age five and from ages five to 12, they need about 10 hours of sleep a night. And they begin to decrease this nightly sleep pattern. Okay. And what's the cause of this? They have lots of things to do during right. act. Uh, running during around like crazy. Exactly. <laughs> running around. School for many of them is a rude awakening, a full day of school mm -hmm. starting in kindergarten where they have a long school day, then they have homework, and there are often many after-school activities. And there just doesn't seem to be enough time in the day to accomplish all that needs to be done. Yeah. So that instead of those 10 hours of sleep, the average 10-year-old sleeps only about eight hours a night. Wow. That's, so and that's it's, not enough, right? It's not usually enough. Yeah. And we, we see the repercussions. Okay. But there are individual differences. Uh, you do find a strong genetic influence. In my workshops, I speak with parents of whose children are not good sleepers. And it turns out that one or maybe both of the parents were not good sleepers as well as children. Mm -hmm. And in fact, many of these adults in, in this stage of their development are still not good sleepers. Right. So sometimes it's just in the genes, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's more challenging for parents to get these children to sleep. Yeah. Other times, it's really making sleep a priority and also having children go to bed at an early enough time. Right, right. And that is the challenge, especially for working parents. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, and the end of the day is a time when children should relax and calm down. And many times if one parent or both are first coming home, the attempt to play with them and interact and have some mm -hmm. great family time stimulates rather than calms the child. So this decreases their sleep as well. Okay. What um, would be the remedy for children getting enough sleep then? What I stress in my workshops is that young children have a consistent nap time and nightly bedtime schedule. That's very important. Okay. Children thrive on routine, sameness, consistency, right. Right. because they know what to expect and they know when to expect that. And this sameness gives them a great sense of comfort. As adults, we enjoy novelty, we enjoy the unexpected, 
but young children many times are thrown by this. And you could see this when you take a child to a family party and there are many adults and other children there. And, it, and sometimes it's even frightening for them. They mm -hmm. love routine. Yeah. They like to know what comes next, what to expect, and it's not boring for them. We might look at it as boring. For, right. for a child, it increases their sense of trust in the world. Mm -hmm. So having a consistent schedule, no matter who takes care of them, during the day is very important, it's important yep. seven days a week uh, and then the next thing is having a bedtime routine each night mm -hmm. it can take as long as 30 minutes or so and this allows the child to transition especially young children transitions are hard for them leaving one activity to do the next so that they know that they are going to have a bath or, or a wash time they brush their teeth, and they know that someone will read them a story mm -hmm. and perhaps sing a lullaby or quiet music. This, set, this calms them down. It quiets their bodies. And then when the parent or whoever puts them to bed gives them a nice good night's sleep, they could leave the room, and the child then can drift off to sleep. Would that um, include like a 12-year-old as far as, you know, routine as well or...? It gets a little bit more complicated as a I child gets older. Right. But if you set the routine when they're young, mm -hmm. they trust in this type of scheduling. Mm -hmm. And even for older children, and I'll get to that a little bit later, having a schedule, prioritizing what comes first and next and next, it gives them a framework for planning their day. Okay. So that it is, it is an important thing for, for all of us right. to prioritize sleep. And it's also good for a child to be in a cool room, a dark room, sometimes mm -hmm. putting uh, room darkening shades or blinds because as the seasons change, many times it could be light at night at 8 or 9 p.m., yet right. a child needs to go to bed at 7. So it's harder for them to do that unless it's dark. Yeah. Uh, you could use a nightlight in their room, especially young children who sometimes go through a period of being afraid of the dark or, or a monster who's going to come out. Uh, there should be no television mm -hmm. in the room and no watching of TV about an hour before, before. bedtime. What about like white noise and, and that's, you know, like a, a noise in the room? as they sleep. Is that something you recommend or is Not that something? Not unless no? a child has difficulty. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we say no TV watching because it can stimulate right. them. Right. If a room is cool, if it's dark, if it's quiet, it lulls all of us to sleep, sure. be a child or adult. If a child has a particular problem, mm -hmm. perhaps then soothing music might be good. Okay. Uh, we never recommend having uh, a TV on in the background with, with words going because many times it interrupts a child's dealing with the relaxation process, trying to understand the words. Mm -hmm. So if anything, just something very soothing. Okay. But we don't start with that unless there seems to be a need for that. Just right. just having quiet. It's so much in our world is noisy mm -hmm. that yeah. by the end of the day we all need that quiet. Okay. And another important component of children sleeping is them getting enough exercise yeah. during the day. Very important for young children, for older children, for us as adults. Mm -hmm. Adequate physical exercise helps us all sleep better uh, 
at night and also for a child for nap time. Oh, yeah. If they get out, especially as the weather is better, and climb and throw balls and ride, you know, tricycles or bicycles, this will help with sleep. So it's not enough for the parent or caretaker to put a child in a stroller and push them. Yeah. Young children, as soon as they are mobile, should use their own bodies to move around. And that will help with sleep as well. Okay. And then the last part of helping children get to sleep is watching what they eat. Mm-hmm. So that foods that uh, to avoid in the afternoon would be those that contain caffeine, right. such as chocolate or yep. hot cocoa or extra sugar, which is more stimulating. So you try to avoid those foods. So what about teenagers? How, how, you know, like how much sleep would they need? Okay. And that's, that's a very big problem because okay. we'll, we'll call teenagers adolescents age mm-hmm. 12 and older. Okay. They need about nine to nine and a half hours of sleep per night because this is an especially important age for brain development mm-hmm. and growth spurts, especially with teenage boys. Uh, The maturing parts of the brain, the thinking processes require extra sleep. Mm. And so when a teen's body is at rest, all of these processes internally can be performed. However, when you deprive a teen of sleep, this delays the maturation process. Okay. So it's especially important during the teenage years. Now, how can uh, we as parents help our teens to, uh, to sleep more, you know? First of all, we're their role models right. so that if they see us going to bed at a regular time and prioritizing sleep, hopefully that rubs off on them. Right. Uh, all as, as well as uh, beverages or foods, just like with younger children, teens should cut down, especially on caffeinated beverages, mm-hmm. coffee and other types of coffee drinks and caffeine containing foods in the afternoon. They need that exercise as well mm-hmm. so that I know they have a very busy school schedule. Uh, some, some teens are on uh, sports teams. I know my own children were runners, mm-hmm. and getting that type of exercise was great because it did wear them out. Right. You know, we need to wear out our bodies as well as our minds, and school does take its toll yeah. <laughs> on concentration. <laughs> so having that balance of physical activity and mental activity is very important. And it reduces stress from school. Definitely. You know? I mean, it's a really good Definitely. good thing to do. And yeah. it's really nice to do it as a team and, and interact mm-hmm. because that leads to my next point of all of the digital devices that are oh, yeah. prevalent in our society yep. today. That keeps you awake if you're... Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And at night in their rooms... The cell phone should come out of the room. Other digital devices, tablets, computers, they should be out of the bedroom at night. Staring at screens has been shown to stimulate brains and prevent sleep. And many times, teens as well as adults will sleep next to their cell phones. Uh, They are conditioned. Research has shown we do very quickly become conditioned Mm -hmm. to any sound or ping or noise that our phone makes, and we react to it. So then imagine trying to sleep next to a device that is really doing having the opposite effect. So for teens and, and for adults as well, getting to sleep and staying asleep becomes a tremendous challenge if you have these devices in the room. And that might be the parent's toughest battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an explanation should be given, and it should be a family rule to, to get these devices out of the bedroom. 
at night, yeah. and that will help. Uh, and also teens need help from parents in prioritizing their time. Right. Uh, education today is very demanding. Uh, maybe some activities can be eliminated. Teens get involved in so much after school. Homework still needs to be done, but we all need downtime, uh, which is important for calming and relaxing our minds and body. So if it seems to be that a, a teen is up too late doing everything, mm -hmm. you need to have that discussion. What is so challenging? What can we cut down on? What do we need to talk about with the teacher or the school to see how you could help manage your time a little bit better? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because if they don't get enough sleep, then in the morning, they're, not, a, they're not alert. Right. They don't get up. Mm -hmm. They can fall asleep. And many high school teachers see their students sleeping during their first couple of classes. So it's very counterproductive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there uh, a place where people can ask questions? Uh, do you have an um, uh, email that people can contact you? We have a, an email address mm -hmm. uh, for Cornell Cooperative Extension. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our website. Okay, ccsuffolk.org. Yes. And they can go and to... And they can go to Family Health and Wellness, okay. and they can click on the educator, and we all have our contact information. Mm -hmm. uh, we also offer workshops on many topics, and uh, we come to organizations and libraries throughout the county so that our mission is to provide the latest research-based information from Cornell University and other research-based institutions to help parents navigate all of the issues that we face in our daily lives and try to decrease stress yes. in family life so that we have happy, healthy families who are thriving in today's world. Well, thank you very much, Maxine. It's been my pleasure, Rory. All right. For more information on this topic, you can visit our website at ccesuffolk.org forward slash family health and wellness forward slash human development.